This is an AMI podcast. I know why everyone's looking at you. She's like, are you wearing a yellow thong right now? I'm like, what? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Low Vision Moments. It's the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just going about your day with visual impairment, blindness, and in my case, albinism. I'm Jenny Bovard. I'm your host today and every day on the podcast. This is episode number 39. And I have got a treat for you all this time. Today's guest, we first crossed paths actually competing against one another in the sport of goalball. And she's long retired from goalball, but you can trust I have been keeping tabs on her online. And she is just as cool. She's cool shit. She's just as cool as she was back then. And Brenda Luke, she is from British Columbia. And I want to welcome her to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Brenda, I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit better. You can only creep so much and find out so much online. And I have so many questions for you. But before we get into anything, what would you like the people watching and listening to know about you? Well, I'll just say that back. I'm a big cyber stalker of you as well. It's one of my hidden talents. Oh, <laughs> sick. Love it. Um, I come from a small town, still live here, do a travel back and forth to the cities. I work in, I guess, horticulture, agriculture division. Um, and I struggle doing my day-to-day tasks trying to not necessarily hide that I can't see, but just not be upfront about it and be like, oh yeah, can you just drive the truck? And I'm like, mm-hmm, let me find someone else for you. <laughs> Perfect. I love that introduction. We've got so much to talk about. You mentioned working in, in like horticulture. And that's one of the things I love about following you online is you're always posting these beautiful floral arrangements and like wreaths around the holidays. And you've got some talent there, girl. So let me just tell you that because that stuff is gorgeous. You're also an animal lover, oh, right? Yeah. Love my four-legged creatures and fins. Shout out to my beta. And fins. Oh, you have a beta. <laughs> What's your beta's name? Alejandro Kirk. Okay, stop. <laughs> and her bunnies, guys, her bunnies are named Gaston and Mimosa. Gaston. He's four pounds of fury is the attitude of Gaston. <laughs> I love it. See, I think knowing a little bit about your pets and their names truly helps us get to know you a little bit better as well. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we got to start. You, you mentioned struggling, and I'm on the struggle bus daily as well, but your makeup is always on point, and it's on point today, and whatever techniques and tools you are using, I think that I, I don't see you struggling there, but we all struggle from time to time with makeup, with day-to-day -day things like you mentioned, and I, I, right away, I have a big question for you. You had a couple of recent posts that really jumped out to me, but one of them was an attempt at painting your nails. Is this something <laughs> that you do often? So 
when I get my time off, so when I'm not literally covered head to toe in dirt and my own sweat and fertilizer, I love getting my nails done. I love my little talons. I freaking love getting them done. But it only happens like in a brief window. So every year, I would probably say about like five times a year, I'm like, I'm going to fucking paint my own nails. I'm going to buff them out. It's going to look fabulous. And then I look at the aftermath. I'm like, yeah, let's just paint my whole hand. That sounds great too, because that's all I can accomplish. The aftermath, Brenda, <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. I thought, okay, I'm going to be totally honest. I hope you're not offended. We have a lot in common on this topic when it comes to painting nails. And I'll get into that more in a moment. But when I first looked at the picture you posted online recently and we'll we'll put an example up and i'll describe it here a little bit this picture looks to me is it black that you painted your nails it's a dark color yes right? it's black okay <laughs> so when i first came across this online i legit thought you had frostbite <laughs> <laughs> like no offense that That's was my great. first thought <laughs> people thought i was playing in oil And I was like, yeah, that's what I like to do. But, you know, frostbite, that's pretty good. That'd be cute little frostbite tips. And then I read the post and I related so hard because painting my nails is, it's something like you that I don't do very often for a number of reasons. I play goalball, like I said, and it's hard to have maintain nice nails when you're playing goalball every every week or so so that's one reason but another reason is this is very very difficult there's lots of things we can do as people who are visually impaired or partially sighted to make it a doable task there are a lot of great videos online and techniques etc but it is still i'm going to just come out and say that it's a pain in the ass like a lot of things in our day-to-day -day lives we can accomplish them but like it takes it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of adapting and a lot of practice and when we're only doing a handful of times a year we don't have that practice right because when i think about doing my nails i think i kind of think about doing like eyeliner right and and i do a lot of that through like i just know where it goes like i just know where what feels right and where to put it after having done it for so many years but again like you i only do it a couple of <laughs> i feel so bad about saying the frostbite thing but that's Don't. what i thought that's it's hilarious <laughs> and it made me actually think of a story where like i will maybe go get a manicure and or a pedicure two, three times a year maximum. I also run a lot. And so getting a pedicure doesn't make a lot of sense. Plus I'm allergic to the sun. So like putting sunscreen on my toes is like a sensory uh-uh for me. It's, it's gross. So I don't show my toes very much. There's not much point in getting it done, but it, a pedicure feels good after a half marathon. Okay. I'm so, disgusted by feet. <laughs> you are? I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. We'll try to hold it. Try to fucking hold it together, because this story is about feet. You're, is this your foot finder story? <laughs> no, I'm not on there yet. I'm fixing to get on feet finder. Gotcha. Okay. Good if intro you, to it. Shout out to anyone listening or watching. If you want me on feet finder, you just let me know, because <laughs> I I will do it for you. If there's if there's a need, I'm I'm in for it. Gotta pay those but bills, man. 
Yeah, any means possible. <laughs> your your frostbite nails made me think of the it unlocked a memory that I hadn't thought about in a long time. I had a gift certificate once for a local nail place, and so I took a friend of mine with me. And she is she is a guide dog user. She has been for a very long time. We don't want to throw her under the bus. I'm not going to give her name. But we went and had our, our, our feet done. We went and had a pedicure. Hold it together, Brenda. It's just a pedicure story. So we got our we got it done. It was a lovely experience. Nothing un, nothing unusual happened throughout the whole actual pedicure process. But then we go to pay at the end. And my friend goes to pay first and they give it to her for free, this service. And I can't think of any other reason other than they're thinking, poor, poor blind lady, I'm doing her a favor by doing her nails. How could she possibly do her own nails? And she comes here and gets Ouch. her nails. That's my, again, that's my initial reaction. And mm -hmm. then. So they offer this to her and she takes it. She goes along with it. And I was hoping, oh, well, she's going to surely tell them she's gainfully employed. She's got a good job. She's fine. She's university educated. She's got a great job, yada, yada. But she accepted it. And then I was like kind of offended that she accepted it because I was like, yo, you're kind of like perpetuating this thing that, that we need help for, that we can't possibly work. And then I go to pay. And I'm, I'm like processing all of this and I go to pay. And obviously I'm not a guide dog user. I just wear glasses. So I obviously can paint my own toenails and do my own feet, right? I have to pay full friggin' price. And I was like, wait a minute. I actually said this out loud. I was like, wait a minute. I can't see either. <laughs> I can't do my toenails either. Where's my know discount? The only reason I know I didn't say all of this, I just said was like, well, I, I can't see either. And I proceeded to pay as usual yeah. and like nothing came of it. There was no further conversation with my friend about it, but I, it just like, I feel like sometimes I'm in this position where people think it, it's, I find that society sometimes has it's very black and white. Like, oh, there's a person with a guide dog or a person with a cane or a person with an, a more obvious disability, as it were. Yeah. You know, for how that, for how, for them, how it's been portrayed in media, et cetera, this is what they're gathering. Oh, this person is blind. They, they couldn't possibly do this thing on their own. Let me help them out. They're Whereas, a delicate little flower. Let me nourish you and help you. You, yeah, just pay, please. And yeah, your you're way. good. Obviously, you're fine. You don't need anything from me. Good on but you for I, probably being her friend. That's the one thing I also, when oh, you're with someone and I, they're just like, you're such a good person for being their friend. I'm like, no. That's a no. Have you ever been in a position where, where you're like, you're, you're, you don't feel blind enough for the situation? Have you been made to feel like that before? A hundred percent. Um... There was actually when I first started goalball and I started goalball when I was 15 turning 16 and for medical reasons, I wasn't allowed to fly until that age. So first flight and I was going from like, I think just to Calgary, but they threw me to Vancouver, then to Calgary. 
and I on the little freaking ticket it's like the BLND like because it's so hard to put an I in there I don't understand you Air Canada but cool whatevs um and I looked at that and I was like what the fuck is this because where I am in the Kootenays I at that time was the only person with a visual impairment under the age of like 60. So my concept of other blind and or visually impaired people was like stereotypical and it was awful um, until I found my wee ones, my, my little babies. Oh, they're so old now. Um, but I got there and I identified myself and they looked at me like the person, um, not stewardess, but the desk person. And she's like, mm-hmm. you're blind. I'm like, yes please don't put that on my ticket again but and they're like oh well then I guess I can help you I'm like oh (laughs) okay but then she like walked me to the gate where the rest of the team was and she's like oh I'm assuming we're over here I'm like who wow don't know what to say at this moment and I still actually wasn't speaking to anyone I was that cool mysterious girl in the background so I just like nodded to the coach and sat down (laughs) But I was like mortified because I didn't look like the group. And I'm a vain. You didn't fit the stereotype. And I'm a vain pride person. So I was just like, wow, should I be here? Because I'm not as blind as everyone else. It was really awkward for the first time meeting everyone and experiencing that because that, yeah, I didn't fit the stereotype, which is awful now. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking back to my early days in goalball as well. And I had some similar feelings come up that you don't anticipate that these things are going to come up, right? You just live your life and then you try these things and you're exposed to people who are blind or visually impaired or partially sighted. And, and, and it's such a huge I hate to use the word spectrum, but it is. It's a huge spectrum, blindness and visual impairment. And until you, you know, even as someone who is blind or visually impaired, until you're exposed to other people going about their day and doing things like sports, we, why would we think about those things? Right. And when I first in, in one of my first years of goalball, if you want to compete, if you want to get competitive and maybe try out for the national team and that kind of thing, if you want to get into more competitive opportunities, you go through what's called a classification process. Because technically, in some cases, people who are visually impaired might not be legally blind, but you can still play goalball. In some cases, you can still have a quote, sighted person on your team. And I, for a time, had to figure out how to accept that I was the quote sighted person on the team when all my life people have been trying to convince me that I'm legally blind and that I should use magnification and that I should use the tools available to me to be successful in life. And then you, and then, and I had never played sports before and I come around to the sport and I learned that I really enjoyed and I enjoy the people. And then it was like this big slap in the face, like, "Mm, you're not actually blind enough. This is actually exclusive too. And so you don't fit into this box, into this classification box. And there's a whole there's a whole long story that goes along with the classification and where errors were made and why it's it's currently still a pretty exclusive 
thing where you have to reach a certain threshold to be able to participate competitively. But that was really tough where, and I was really pissed off. I was really like pissed off about it for a while. Like, how dare you tell me I'm not blind enough when my whole life people have been telling me I'm blind. And I just now started to like accept this shit. And you're like, oh, wait, you're not blind enough for this. So you're in this weird gray area and you don't get any of the perks. You don't get the free fucking pedicure. You don't get, you know, you don't get to play competitively. I don't, I can't play conventional sports. And I think that's what, where the exclusion piece comes in. But I was pissed off about that too. So I totally get you. I totally get it. Which is why like I was hesitant to come on here because I still fit that. I actually failed my field of vision test for goalball. Mm -hmm. So I was also briefly sighted. Um, but that, yeah, I was like, if I go on her podcast, am I going to be able to reach out to people? Because I am with you in the gray area, but I think like how my vision is, I feel like I'm a little, little top tier where I like get to put my fingers into the community, but like still not feel fully accepted because I can do X, Y, Z, but go around completely sighted people or my workplace and it's obvious I can't see. Yeah. It's so dependent on the scenario, the people that you're around, how our visual impairment comes into play, if it does at all, if it does at all. But that's, this is exactly why I'm happy that you're here because it's not only people who are blind or visually impaired that, that enjoy this podcast. My hope is that people who don't really have a personal connection will come and be exposed to the fact that again, I say this all the time, we're living amongst you and you may or may not know on a particular day, whether we're blind or visually impaired or or not. We are flying under the radar, as I say often. And then until we're not, until we can't find the fucking door or whatever it is that exposes us, you know? Yep. And speaking of being exposed, I have another hot question for you. And I am dying to hear what you, your take on this is. Um, when did you learn and how did you feel when you found out that tights or leggings could be see-through? Total 180 topic change. Oh, but I gotta oh my know. God. So um, to get to any like basic bigger shopping minus like my two two grocery stores and three drug stores and other mom pa shops here, we go it's probably about like an hour and 15 to our neighboring town cranbrook and there i am getting off of work and just like quickly changed threw my hair up and put on some yoga pants whole fucking day walking around and like there were some people kind of staring at me and i was just like oh god what i have on my face and so i turned to my sister and she's like no you look fine i was like why does everyone just like and there's like these weird like little little weirdness i found people were like going beside me and kind of just like what are you little extra attention yeah and i was like that's that's fucking weird and um so there was something on the shelf and my sister she's short she's short as fuck so i'm the tall sister and there's something on the top shelf and she's like just pop up and grab it and i'll catch it i was like okay and i like stepped on the shelf and she's like oh brandon i'm like i popped down i was like i got i was like what she's like i know why everyone's looking at you she's like are you wearing a yellow thong right now i'm like 
what? <laughs> like, looked down. I was like, yeah, how do you know? And she's like, your pants are so see-through. I'm like, no. It was mortifying. But this is the kicker. We drove back. Um, I actually do bowling. And still in those same pants, I start bowling. And then, like, one of my friends and teammates, they're like, you got a really nice ass. I'm like... I didn't change my pants. <laughs> it's a ladies' night, so you know it's like it was okay. <laughs> Every time I sat down, and they were like, "Oh, look at that yellow thong going to work." <laughs> we are kindred like, spirits. It's good. We, I mean, we are I... so aligned on this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I oh, I can't stop thinking about your yellow thong. I'm sorry. I'm distracted now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good thong. It did its job, okay? God, it's money's worth. <laughs> These are the things sighted people, I think, take for granted. I think the sighted world has known that that these types of pants, leggings, and tights. I think that they've known that they could that they can potentially be see-through i think they knew long before you and i did there should have been some kind right. of public service announcement uh in the blind community but like i've i i my incident was certainly not as as eventful but i think i i <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i I'm older than you. I've been wearing tights for a very long time, tights and leggings in all different forms. But until recently, you know, the style wasn't like just rocking leggings as pants. Like I used to wear them like under a skirt or under a dress in, in mm -hmm. sometimes even shorts, you know, in the colder months. Nineties. Yeah, I'm a person of the 90s. And <laughs> to prove that, I'm actually wearing a necklace that has a yin-yang symbol on it. It's a really cheap piece of jewelry that I love, but it brings me joy. It's nice and brightly colored. So anyway, I am a product of the 90s, and you're absolutely right. But I thought, okay, I'm going I'm to get on this casual, this comfy trend. And I went and bought just like a cheap ass pair of tights from like Walmart. And I, I learned that you just, you just shouldn't do that. You need to be aware of the quality um, and the op op opacity. Op is that a word? Uh, how opaque your pants are. It's right, because like when we hold them up, we're like, oh yeah, that looks cool. It's dark. Let's get cool. it. Yeah, I can't see my hand. It must be fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then you're out given given a free show. I, I will say I have a great ass myself, so I wasn't too worried about it. Like, oh, okay, everyone got a bit of a free show, but no more free shows. Feet Finder, I'm coming for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, now. We talk about we talked about makeup, and we talked about feet. I won't talk too much more about feet because I can see you. I'm dying inside. Mesh. <laughs> but you, I think you, um, recently posted about eyelashes and and putting on eyelashes and how this has been a bit of a process for you. How is that going? So I I put on a fresh pair today. Like I had to cut them and shape them. You so cut that all shit. Well, you got, you're not putting the whole lash on your eye. You're going to look like a weirdo. You got to match your eye shape. The things I that. don't know. The things I don't know. 
that's a process on itself. I accidentally cut one in half, but luckily that's like a thing now wearing half lashes. So I made it work, but, um, I, my lash lady, cause I used to get extensions. <sighs> she moved. Ooh, I had to go start her family. Way to just leave me high and dry. <laughs> so they moved and um, there are other lash people, but there's only like two t in town and everyone gets them done. So getting an appointment, any of that is exhausting. And so I don't want to go looking like a weirdo with half lashes missing. So I was like, I'm just going to go try strips. They're cheaper. Everyone's like, oh, it's fine. And then like, with how my personality changes during the day, I can be super dramatic. I can be natural. I can be colored. That's what I, there is more diversity in it. So I was like, I got this. I'm like ordered a fuck ton of lashes. Um, and then I realized, yeah, the lashes are like, when I put it up to my eye, it stuck like an inch out. And I was like, what? So I'm going on YouTube, looking at stuff. And they're like, oh, you got to cut it to your eye shape. I'm like, what in fresh hell is this? What is my eye shape? <laughs> so much work. So I'm like zooming in on my phone, zooming in on the mirror. And I was like, it was literally when I decided to try to put them on. It was a four hour process. That's dedication. And the champagne helped. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like I was getting more frustrated with myself because there's like, there's clear and black glue you can use to put on. And I experimented to see which one I could see better. Yeah, none of them. I have to go by the tackiness. <laughs> and I was like, yep, I think this is about right. And I put it on and I was feeling myself. I finally got it on one eye because for me, my left eye is my dominant eye. Then I had to go to my right eye. And that was where the struggle and pain came from. Finally got out, met up with my friends. It was going for a night out, went through the drive through uh, to get coffee and my lash fell off Oh no! in front of everyone. And people like left there. Oh, I got you. And like my one friend is like helping me put it back on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and then in the end, it, I did tell them that I struggled putting them on and finally got them that I did it myself and they're like no fucking way they're like also your corner is popping up you did not put enough glue I'm like and that's why we're friends that's a good friend that's a good set of <laughs> friends right there wow I commend your dedication I can I commend it because I would not have the patience for that I would not have the patience for that but it looks like you, I mean I'm zooming in on your face right now sorry but it looks like you got it figured out the, You've got the technique down now. It's it's going, but um, because I like to switch out and wear different pairs a day, this is this is where the vision moment comes in. Not once, but twice, did I wear two different lashes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't anticipate like, that. <laughs> and not like a little difference. Like one was hella dramatic, and the other was like super cat wing. And at this point, I was working retail. So I was up at the front. I was helping customers <laughs> get me going. You're a trendsetter, girl. No, my coworker comes up on her day off and I'm like ringing her through. And she's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, what? And she's like, come here. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, 
this. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, are you serious? And she's like, do you know, did you do it on purpose? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know me totally. And she's like, you fucking liar. <laughs> I like whip out my phone and I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I put these on like seven and a half hours ago. And now someone tells me. Oh my God. Holy jeez. <laughs> The dedication is is surreal to me. Um, I I didn't really start wearing makeup regularly until I started working in television, and I went to the Mac Cosmetics store handy to my house, and I basically said, "Okay, here's what I'm doing. Please help me. I don't know what I'm doing." And they really simplified things there for me. I've only had really awesome experiences with them. They're so good every time I go in, but they That's really. Awesome. Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. It's like the opposite of when I go into Sephora and everyone ignores me. Um, that's how it feels anyway. But anyway, they really simplified it for me. And something else they did was they gave me, um, they, they taught me about brushing out my eyebrows because like I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, oh, people do that. And I guess I've had wiry, like wiry, you know, bushy eyebrows forever up until now. You got, you so, got to fluff them out. I didn't know. So now I have, you know, the brow brush and I do the thing with the brow brush. A couple nights ago, I was going out to a business dinner and, you know, brush out my brows before I go. And then I don't, I drop the brush and... And like, I don't hear it hit the floor. I don't hear it hit the counter. So I'm like, oh God. And I'm wearing um, like a wool sweater and I'm like, oh God, it's stuck to me somewhere. Like the, cause it's got like the grippy kind of brush. Yeah. And it was stuck to my, on my person somewhere and I could not find it. And I had to go and I'm like, oh my God, this, it's stuck to my sweater somewhere. I got to get in my Uber. I'm going to be late. And so like the whole time in the Uber, I've got my, I'm like shift, like shifting around trying to like find it. And I've got my winter coat and shit on. And then luckily I get out of the vehicle and I hear something hit the ground and I'm like, that's it. That's got to be that stupid brow brush. And it's just like a cheapy little thing. So I didn't take any time to look for it or anything, but I was like, I was so concerned that I was going to show up and there'd be like a brow brush just like sticking off my shoulder or something. Cause I was like feeling everywhere. I couldn't find it. I couldn't visually find it, but I uh. think these are things with with like your eyelashes, my brow brush, I feel like these are things, and we say this often on the podcast, that could happen to sighted people too, people who have good vision. We're just more likely, I think, to encounter these things. Because like, I know someone, I don't know many people that wear lashes, but one person I know, like she, I would go to her apartment and I'd be doing something in the kitchen and I just like find a fucking eyelash on the counter. And I'm like, what's this doing here? Gross. <laughs> like, and, Oh, I was looking for that. Like, thank you. Um, that's me. There's lashes oh, that's all you. over my apartment. <laughs> oh, it's a little treasure hunt. Yeah. Because like you forget where you set them down or you're like, oh, I must have thrown it out. I'll just open a new pack. And then all of a sudden someone's walking and I was like, what's on you? Is that, that, that's my lash. I'll just take that right back. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, well, this has been such a good time. I knew it was going to be. I, 
am sad that you kind of live on the opposite coast because I want to, I, I want you to help me with my makeup. <laughs> I, I want help. Um, and I would love to hang out sometime, but maybe we'll just have to, um, I don't know, maybe we'll just have to do another podcast sometime. But this has been so much fun, Brenda. Before we go, I, is there anything else you're dying to tell me? Is there anything else you're dying to tell the world? Have you ever had that moment where you think someone's trying to talk to you and you're like, okay, yeah. And you like give them in your attention and then you think it's a casual conversation, but they're actually hitting on you and everyone around knows what's happening, but you're missing like the subtle, like arm tilt or like potentially trying to lean in and you're just like, yeah. So, okay. Have a good day. And you just walk away and everyone's like, gives you the look and you're just like what but you're not picking up and it's not because I am single <laughs> so whatevs is whatevs yeah but you got to make a certain amount no just kidding <laughs> kind of BC is expensive the there. Brent, Brenda single <laughs> I'm a I'm small town bougie. I got expensive habits. I got, I got a purse addiction. Um, but the subtle like hints at a bar or like a casual at the, in a mall or something. And you don't see the small hints. No, that no, there's no, there's no subtle. No short answer. No, I don't see that stuff. And, and it's, I think that's super common. I think that's, something again that the sighted world doesn't really understand and for someone like you and i who may not it may not be obvious in the first on first glance that we're visually impaired right like pe people just think that we're aloof or very disinterested and Right. Uh, or cold. Yeah, oh, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. Just like, yeah. And, and I have sort of, I've learned that we have to be super intentional about meeting people, right? How we meet people and make connections is very different. And in my day job, we talk about that too. Like you have to spend time with people to make connections and, and, there are no, there's no glancing from ac across the room, right? There's no subtle, there's no subtlety. We have to be super intentional. And, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing because that means the people pursuing us have to be more intentional. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've certainly missed out on some, sorry, husband, on some, you know, hotties in the past. I'm married now. I wear a wedding ring. So I think that might maybe like fends them off a little bit. But I've found myself in sort of the reverse where I'm aware that I have to be intentional in meeting people. So I'm like extra smiley and like extra friendly and I go out of my way to talk to people and people think that I'm flirting with everyone and like I'm not. I'm just being intentional and trying to be friendly and meet people because I can't fucking wave at you from across the room. Right. You know what I mean? I can't do like a come hither like with my finger. I can't do that stuff. So I've had the reverse. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but that's me. That's my experience. So that was my little segue into the this story 
last year I got to do a whole week in Vancouver. I went to a couple concerts and we're doing some other events down there. And I got to see, shout out to Angel Lula Bell, Robert and Sherry, who came <gasps> and met me at the Peony in Playland. Out of all the times I've been to Vancouver, first time to Playland. So I was super stoked. Awesome. And it was the same time as the Peony. And Angel goes on every single ride. Love it. Had a constant nice. riding buddy. We were going on, I don't even know what the ride's called, but it just like goes up and shoots you back down. And so they were like going and putting our stuff down. Um, and of course I like guide Angel up and we find seats and it's all good. And this guy comes and like checks the thing. And I kind of like looked up, but for me, I knew I had something in my eye. So I'm like looking probably like a weirdo or flirting. And something happened and someone had to get off the ride before we're going. So they undo everything. The chest thing comes up and Angel's all like, just kicking her legs. We're both just like, la la la, getting excited. And so they come around again and I look up and he's like, oh, for a beautiful lady, I'll make it safe. And he like clicks down my seatbelt. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then he like, just like pulls on Angel's thing and like walks away. And Angel, what did he say? <laughs> And then I'm dying laughing at this moment and the ride starts. And I, before we get like too far, I like look down and I accidentally, that time I knew I made eye contact. And I was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And the ride ends. And before anyone else, he comes over and lets Angel and I, he's like, you guys can go through this exit. The only, these girls. And he like glared at the other people at the ride and he's like have a good day gorgeous i'm like hmm, thanks so you weren't into it i wasn't expecting the forwardness because it's vancouver nobody talks to each other in vancouver is what every vancouverite this tells me but i'm i when i'm going to like the coffee shop i'm like good morning and i get the like oh why are you talking to me so at first I was just like, yeah, everyone thinks I'm flirting with them. I'm just being like, friendly. Like, I'm just wishing you a good morning. And so I'm yes. dying laughing. Angel's like shocked that this guy said this to me. She's like, what a creep. I'm like, well, I'm like, Angel, he's not bad looking. I'm okay with it. But I was just like, holy crap. That was so forward. So unintentional. You were just batting your eyelashes at him and uh, just not intentionally. <laughs> Then we walk past oh. again, and he's like, if you ever want another ride again, I'm like, I feel like that's an innuendo. We're just going to keep yeah, on yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah. That's That one crossed the line. Up until then, you know, kind of cute. You were being smooth. That one was like, mm, calm down, yeah, sir. Yeah, that was a little, uh, uh, a little creepy, a little creepy. And it's, and it's, there's something about people running the ride. <laughs> like, you're in a position where you're running the rides. You really shouldn't be creeping people out. You should be trying to make people feel comfortable. But... I mean, you can't blame them. Someone batting their eyelashes. Yeah, guys got to take a chance, right? For sure. But literally, I had something in my eye. It's like the biggest excuse ever. I'm so glad that you came on and shared these stories. I know that you were a little bit hesitant, but this is exactly what the Low Vision Moments podcast, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to expose people to, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, right? Demystify this shit. And so that when people are out in the world, they're, they're not make, jumping to conclusions. Let's stop and think for a second. 
Maybe they've got something in their eye. Maybe they, you know, may, maybe they use a guide dog, but they still have a good job and can pay for their pedicure. I, you know, I, I'm so glad that we're having these conversations because I don't think a lot of people are having these conversations because like you said, it can be uncomfortable. So I want to say thank you. And, um, and just thank you for bearing all of that. I'm hell excited. I did this too. It was super fun. And it's great to get the conversation started. Well, we might have to do this again. I say that to everyone because I feel like we never have enough time. So, and I think over the next few years, we're just going to keep rotating the same awesome guests. And uh, I hope that maybe you'll come back sometime. And if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, um, I'm going to give you a ring and, uh, and we're going to, we're going to do something fun. Maybe we'll go on a roller coaster. I don't know. But you're just so much Give fun. Give me a ring. Buy me dinner first. Jeez. Ah, Stop being so forward. Stop batting your eyelashes at me. God. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, watching, and subscribing. If you want to follow Brenda online, she's on Instagram under Brenda Luke, spelled backwards. So that's Brenda Luke, L-U-K-E, but it's spelled backwards, and I will not be attempting that here today. She's also on TikTok under 13-B-L-U-K-E. So it's the number 13-B-L-U-K-E. I would like to know, have you been made to feel like Brenda and I in certain scenarios or by certain people that you're not blind enough? Also, second question, is anyone else like me and you can't really see your toenails, so you don't really know that you need to cut them until you put your shoes on and they don't fit properly? Let me know. You can leave a comment on YouTube or you can email us at podcasts at ami.ca. You can even give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. Once more, the phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Just make sure to please mention low vision moments in your message. Thank you so much. You can come and follow me. I'm on Instagram and the TikTok under Uber Blonde 4, U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E, and the number four. The following people make this podcast possible, and I would love to see each of them in fake lashes. Marco Flalo is our technical producer. Ryan Delahunty is our podcast coordinator and manager at AMI Audio is Andy Frank. Our very cool theme song is by the band Out of Controller. Until next time, my friends, no, I am not flirting with you. It's just bright in here. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.